RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines. Kindergartens and primary schools are told to end face-to-face classes until after Lunar New Year to aid the fight against Omicron infections. The chief executive said children as young as five will be allowed a Sinovac jab, but pharmacists want to make the BioNTech available as well. And a fifth round of anti-epidemic funding is to be rolled out as restaurants sweat over the crucial holiday dining period. The chief executive, Carrie Lamb, says kindergartens and primary schools will have to suspend in-person classes no later than Friday until after the Lunar New Year holiday at the start of next month. She says several kindergarten children have been affected with COVID by family members leading to their classmates being sent to quarantine. Mrs. Lamb said secondary schools are not affected as older children can take care of themselves better. The CE says she's confident the SAR will overcome its Omicron wave. Hong Kong's uh, COVID-19 control situation is not bad. Uh, If we look at the number of confirmed cases, uh, the number of fatalities, the uh, ability to continue normal business, uh, there's no city lockdown and so on. So uh, I would say that previous uh, experiences have given us the confidence that uh, we should be able to overcome this Omicron um, uh, wave. Mrs. Lamb pointed out that Hong Kong had not experienced an exponential growth in cases since the Omicron variant had been detected. And so far, there was only one local case with no clear source. She says officials would review social distancing regulations later this week. Whether life will return to normal, that has always been our priority. That's why I said that when the um, latest round of very stringent social distancing uh, measures uh, took effect last Friday uh, for a um, usual 14-day duration, we will review critically the situation after seven days and come out to explain what the population could expect uh, beyond the 14 days. So you have to wait until this Friday for us to give you a more accurate assessment of the current situation. Mrs. Lamb also said officials would announce a fifth round of anti-epidemic funding on Friday, targeting sectors affected by the latest closures. The chief executive says it appears that the venue of a controversial birthday celebration that's seen several lawmakers and officials sent to quarantine violated operating restrictions. But the investigation is continuing. I don't know whether this is the final figure. Dr. Zhang Zhuguan mentioned a figure of 214 guests who had attended this occasion at different periods of time. And uh, this was, in my view, well beyond the capacity of this restaurant. Uh, And I'm sure the Food and Environmental Hygiene Department will shortly release some preliminary investigations about the restaurant, whether this restaurant could actually legally operate with this sort of dinner gathering. Lawmakers have said the public should not focus on the party for local NPC delegate Whitman Hung, but on the flouting of rules by Cathay Pacific staff, which allowed the Omicron variant in. Mrs. Lamb said it wasn't about finding fault, saying it was impossible to expect 100% compliance with all rules. Mrs. Lamb also announced that the minimum age to receive a Sinovac vaccine would be reduced from 12 to 5. Earlier, a pharmacist group called on the government to also lower the minimum age for people to receive the BioNTech COVID vaccine to 5. The chairman of the Society of Hospital Pharmacists, William Choi, says a British study shows that giving younger children one-third of the adult dose is safe and effective with a booster shot 21 days later. Mr. Choi said parents may want another option. 
as you know, the BioNTech vaccine can produce a high level of neutralizing antibody. That's why our society also suggests the government not only consider Sinovac vaccine, but also the BioNTech vaccine, because we believe that some of the parents, they may consider higher level of neutralizing antibody caused by the BioNTech vaccine. A restaurant industry professional has warned that many jobs are at risk and businesses may close if restrictions on evening dine-in services continue through the crucial Lunar New Year period. Speaking on RTHK's Back Chat program, Maurice Kwok, first vice chairman of the Institute of Dining Professionals, said many restaurants had already purchased expensive foods for the holiday dining period before last week's introduction of a ban on dine-in services after 6 in the evening. Mr. Kwok said restaurants made little money from takeaway, and he suggested the government introduce subsidies or consider a new round of consumption vouchers. For, for these circumstances, we highly recommend the Hong Kong government to consider to offer anti epidemic fund for food and beverage industry again. In fact, or even the, the consumption coupon, yeah, that may help. Medical experts have backed the government's decision yesterday to cut the quarantine period for close contacts of COVID patients from 21 to 14 days. Speaking on radio shows, the doctors said almost all infections would be detected within two weeks because the Omicron variant has a shorter incubation period. They say the change will help alleviate pressure on quarantine facilities. However, Joseph Chung, an expert in infectious diseases, says people should still be subject to some restrictions after they return home for another week of health monitoring. For example, they should be required to wear electronic wristbands, there should be some restrictions on the specific distance they can travel and that the duration they travel at shouldn't be too outrageous. The Jockey Club says it's closed a balcony in the stand of its Happy Valley race course for deep cleaning after three visitors tested positive for COVID-19. It says the three visited the millions on New Year's Day. It says staff who worked in the area have been told to undergo tests and won't be rostered for work until they get the results. Elderly people have been making the most of new rules, giving them priority for walk-in inoculation at 24 centers. The rules, which took effect today, mean that only people aged 60 and over can get a same-day ticket for a jab. This woman said she arrived at a center in Lychikok early and was inoculated at 9 o'clock, although her 58-year-old friend was not so fortunate. What a pity. Why is it only people aged 60 or above who can get the ticket? They didn't say that before. When we came yesterday, we couldn't get a ticket. And today, she also couldn't get one. She just left. I came here yesterday, but I couldn't get a ticket because there were too many people queuing. I came here around 9 yesterday, but they told me all the tickets had been given out, so I came at around 7 today. The arrangement is very good. I didn't want to get vaccinated before, but when they said they were giving out same-day tickets, I decided to take a jab for my own peace of mind. Doctors in the United States have carried out the first successful transplant of a pig's heart into a human patient. Surgeons at the University of Maryland Medical Center said the 57-year-old patient, David Bennett, was doing well, and the heart appeared to be working normally. Mr. Bennett's son, David Jr., said his father took a difficult decision. They basically said he had less than six months and that this was very experimental. He could he could not live, or he could last a day, or he could last a couple days. I mean... We're in the unknown at this point. He realizes um, the magnitude of what was done, um, and he real- realizes the importance of it. 
um, and talking with him. I've never in my life um, heard or seen my dad cry, but I think he realized the, the seriousness of his condition in the last couple weeks. North Korea has fired a suspected ballistic missile into the sea less than a week after testing what it said was a hypersonic weapon. The latest launch has been criticized by South Korea and the Prime Minister of Japan, Fumio Kishida, who described it as extremely regrettable. From Tokyo, here's the BBC's Rupert Wingfield Hayes. North Korea's missile test serves several functions. One could be to divert public attention from an increasingly severe economic situation in the country brought on by the COVID pandemic. Another could be to get the attention of the Biden administration, which has shown little interest in resuming negotiations with Pyongyang after the failed summit between former President Trump and Kim Jong-un in 2019. There is a third reason which is less often reported. North and South Korea are engaged in what observers say is an increasingly intense arms race. Both sides are working to perfect smaller, more accurate and more deadly missile systems with which they can threaten each other's leaderships. Russia's Deputy Foreign Minister Sergei Repkov has warned the United States not to underestimate the risks of confrontation with Moscow over Ukraine. Speaking after a round of talks in Geneva, Mr. Repkov also said compromise was needed. The U.S. Deputy Secretary of State, Wendy Sherman, said the Russians had told her they do not intend to invade Ukraine. A former U.S. National Security Council official, Fiona Hill, said the danger of escalation was real. This is a very dangerous moment for us. I think that we have to be very careful not to downplay you know, where we are right now. I think what's very significant here is that um, some of the focus has shifted, if you listen very carefully to what the Deputy Foreign Minister of Russia has just said, from Ukraine, but really onto European security. And this is starting to look much more like the 1980s. And some of the, you know, the war scares that we had over the placement of missiles in Europe. There's been a, tall, a call for tougher biosecurity measures to protect Antarctica after a study concluded that its pristine waters could be threatened by invasive species. Researchers found that hundreds of ships from ports all over the world visited the area each year. It's feared that non-native species such as mussels and crabs could hitch a ride on the hulls of the vessels. Lead researcher Arlene McCarthy is from the University of Cambridge. Ships that visit Antarctica don't just have, you know, one home port that they visit and go back and forth. These ships travel all around the world. So that was really surprising. And in terms of invasive species, that means that almost anywhere in, a wo in the world could be a potential source for new species visiting Antarctica. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 23,831. That's 89 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $70 billion. In currency, the U.S. dollar is trading at 115.32 to the yen. The euro is standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 13 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 59 cents. In sport and in snooker, China's UK champion Xiao Xintong has been knocked out of the Snooker's Masters, losing to veteran John Higgins 6-2 in the opening round in London. The 24-year-old clinched his maiden title at the UK Championships a month ago, which catapulted him into the top 16 in the world rankings and a berth at the Masters for the first time. But after a century break in the second frame to draw level with the Scottish player, Xiao didn't win another until the seventh and couldn't stop four-time world champion Higgins clinching victory in the next frame.
In football, Manchester United are through to the fourth round of the English FA Cup. Scott McTominay scored early as United weathered a storm to get past Aston Villa 1-0. The BBC's Connor McNamara has more from Old Trafford. Manchester United are into the fourth round. They have beaten Aston Villa by a goal to nil. Scott McTominay's header after Fred's cross after just eight minutes. And from then on, it was all Aston Villa. Steven Gerrard will not know how his team did not get back into this. Couple of goals disallowed by VAR. They hit the crossbar as well. So many chances for Villa, but they just couldn't take one of them to force this into extra time. Less than convincing for Manchester United, but they have got the job done into round four. Manchester United won Villa nil. The Liverpool striker Sadio Mane scored deep into stoppage time to give Senegal a 1-0 win over Zimbabwe in their opening match at the Africa Cup of Nations. Senegal were only able to name 17 players out of a squad of 28 because of positive COVID cases. In the same group, Guinea were 1-0 winners over Malawi. Gabon beat Comoros 1-0 in Group C. Morocco left it late to beat the four-time winners Ghana with a former Southampton winger, Sofiane Bouffal, scoring in the 83rd minute. The BBC's Isaac Fennin says Morocco have yet to play to their full potential. I mean, if you're judging on this evening's performance, no, it was not uh, the best game of football. They didn't play uh, particularly well, but they weren't really pushed by Ghana, so I don't know whether it's uh, a fair reflection. Um, you know, they have pretty good form coming into the game. They won all six of their World Cup qualifiers um, last year, so um, they will believe that, you know, to get the victory in the first game will give them a bit of confidence, a bit of momentum heading into the rest of the tournament. You know, they, they, their hope um, that they will be able to kind of put uh, a better performance on in their next match. Defending champions Algeria open their campaign tonight against Sierra Leone. The Manchester City midfielder and Algeria captain Riyad Mahrez says he's looking forward to the contest. It feels good to to come back and to play another tournament, uh, like a big tournament in Africa. We know how important it is for our people, our countries. And uh, obviously we arrived like, I think, two days ago. It's not the same um, weather and, and um, as uh, Algeria or where we were in Doha. So we have to adapt, but uh, more or less everything was, was good. We are prepared and ready to, to, uh, to play our first game and to uh, enter the competition. And the weather... Cool in the morning, fine and dry, moderate to fresh northerly winds, occasionally strong offshore at first. Outlook remaining cool in the morning in the next couple of days. The temperature right now is 17 degrees Celsius. Humidity is 58%. And to end the news, the top stories once again, kindergartens and primary schools are told to end face-to-face -face classes until after new Lunar New Year. The chief executive says children as young as five will be allowed a Sinovac jab. And a fifth round of anti-epidemic funding is to be rolled out as restaurants sweat over the crucial holiday dining period. That's the news from RTHK.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this or Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday, the 11th of January is today's date. How are you all doing? Of course, many thanks to Phil Whelan for the morning brew and also many thanks to the newsroom, the newsroom team. We've got a busy program today. In about 10 minutes or so, we welcome back on the program Karen Coe, who'll be joining us from down under. Karen is in Australia at the moment.